0: Hi, this is Steve Bose, and you're listening to the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. Subscribe to all the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for HR Happy Hour. Thanks for being a part of the HR Happy Hour family, and enjoy the show. With HR Wins... This is George Laroque. You're listening to another HR Market Watch Future Work Podcast. Have you seen the latest from Boston Dynamics, the company that develops all of these next-generation robots? They have robots doing parkour. Uh, They're also dancing. Now, I can't do parkour. Uh, I'd be afraid to try it. Uh, and I can barely dance. So, okay, the robots they're manufacturing or developing um, aren't designed to just do parlor tricks. They're they're designed to go places uh, that are dangerous for humans, like the battlefield or different types of um, work environments. You know, being able to go to places where people um, don't want to go. And there's... An analogy here. You you know where people don't like to go in the hiring process? Interview scheduling. Now, it's an age-old problem. When I ran hiring for high-growth tech shops, it was the most frustrating part of my job and all of my recruiter's jobs. And it has never really been solved. Why? Uh, Well, it's a lot more complex than most people give it credit for. So take the normal frustration that you might have scheduling any kind of one-on-one meeting, just comparing open slots on calendars, going back and forth. That, that's frustrating of itself. Now, increase that by a volume of, I mean, it can be thousands in some larger shops. Now, we're not finished here. It's not just a volume problem. Because the one-on-one interviews and the volume of interviews, that's not that hard to solve with technology and a little automation. But let's add some complexities that really exist out there, like panel interviews and optional interviewers in the panels that might need to be changed like day of. Now, let's also add remote interviewers into those panel interviews And let's say that some of those remote interviews, along with the on-site interviews, are in different time zones. And let's say that some of those on-site interviews and the panels are taking place in different resources or rooms, using different conference bridges or phones or resources, and... Now, let's say that the roles of the interviewers are varying on the panels, and the time requirements by interviewer vary. Uh, Now, I I could go on now, but, but let's just imagine one last thing, that the candidates are on Google for their personal email and calendar, and those interviewers who are in different places, they're not just on an Exchange or Microsoft server, they're on different servers. So... This gets really complicated, and you can see why it's a big technical challenge. The other thing to realize is this is also a really big part of the candidate experience. I mean, you can't afford to screw this up. So it's no wonder that interview scheduling has been getting a lot of attention from a variety of tech players in the market. And there's good news. I mean, while nobody's there yet, it's this... this Complexity isn't solved yet. We're getting close, and I'm optimistic. Why? Because this need is being driven by customers, not just product roadmaps. Uh, Now, when I go out in the market and I sit down with an employer and their team or with a variety of employers facilitating a roundtable discussion, an innovation discussion, there's one thing that comes up every single time when we get to recruiting and talent acquisition, and it's scheduling. And there's a huge amount of investment being put into scheduling, mainly around people. And they'd like to free those. These employers would love to free those people up to do some things that are a little bit more impactful in the recruiting process. Um, So this is something that gets talked about again and again. Now, there are some existing vendors in the market with Fairly substantial customer bases, vendors uh, like Yellow out of Chicago, Y E L L O, and uh, Montage out of the uh, Milwaukee area. Um, they're working hard on this challenge. Um, again, nobody's there yet, but a couple of vendors that have resources that are attacking this problem. And there are myriad startups that are doing the same. So, uh, in my quest for truth, I have the founder of one of the new startups here. To tell us about their model. Why? Because they're approaching this challenge with a high degree of respect for the humans that are in the process. And I find that really interesting, and I think you will too. Okay, Marin Nelson is CEO and co founder of Clara Labs. Clara Labs builds systems designed to make it easier for people to connect and collaborate. Now, how that relates here on the HR Market Watch is around this conversation of scheduling. So, I'm seeing a lot of attention to both interview scheduling and automation in recruiting and HR tech right now. And Clara Labs caught my attention by referring to their solution as a human-in-the-loop scheduling service, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about that, um, and we've got Marin to tell us all about it. Welcome, Marin.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, well, is there anything additional that you'd want to share about Clara Labs or, uh, or yourself?
1: Hmm, yeah, I think... Even just an insight to the very earliest days is useful, which is when I was in undergrad, I founded a nonprofit community of technologists. And we had to take 50 new fellows a year that went through a lot of application process with us and that we obviously wanted to interview and connect with. And it was in scheduling all of those meetings and the craziness of that that I got empathy from a really young age for the tedium of managing email and calendar, the importance of sending calendar invitations, all the little details and confirmations that actually go into what scheduling is, right? Uh, The number of turns, the number of back and forths, and the imperative of that and situating yourself well for that in well managing the relationship with somebody that you know, you want to join your organization in some capacity or another. So that was that was our foray into finding this problem really interesting, and um, we kind of continued to to follow the problem that we felt and work backwards into a solution uh, that that we really believed we could stand behind, and that's what we'll probably talk more about today.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, so that the scheduling issue was it uh, did a. Uh, customer lead you to interview scheduling and recruiting, or uh, was it just a natural progression? Or how, how? What? What got you here in this in this market?
1: Great question. So scheduling means so many different things to different people, right? You can, as a consumer, have to schedule a doctor appointment. Uh, you can, as a CEO, need to schedule an executive meeting with your team. We're actually implicitly scheduling constantly, right? Anytime you're trying to plan to be with people in the future,
0: (laughs) you're scheduling.
1: You're thinking about the time you're going to meet them, the place, who's going to be there, who's imperative, who's kind of secondary. Um, And so the the state space of scheduling is really large. I think from the earliest days of thinking a lot about the scheduling problem, a lot about the importance of coordination in being a good relationship manager, we found recruiting and it resonated with our earliest, my earliest experience where I was effectively recruiting these fellows to this nonprofit. So it was a a very organic um, fit in connection to to our own experience. And as you can imagine, of course, even as you're building a startup and you're recruiting a team, uh, a lot of the work that you end up doing is this recruiting back and forth and and you uh, build a lot of empathy for how important it is. So it was, I would say, um pretty natural. We've we've had lots of folks, you know, lean on our product for lots of different applications and use cases, uh, but recruiting has has always been a big part of that, um, of that total customer book. And it was a place that we decided we should lean more deeply into as the company grew and scaled up, uh, thinking about you know how to talk about who Clara is, what we're doing.
0: Yeah. That's interesting, and I, I want to dig in a little bit more on on the, the the hiring side of things, on the recruiting side. But I want to come back to that phrase um, "human in the loop." Um, that that, as I said earlier, that really caught my attention. And what what is explain for everyone what that means?
1: Yeah. So we found that. Language and talking to people in natural language is actually a really elegant way to manage the logistics and the complexity of scheduling, right? So you, as mentioned, have a lot of variables. Maybe, you know, you're free for coffee this Tuesday, but if you prefer a phone call, I could do next um, next Thursday or any day next week, right? There's there's actually quite a bit in that. And representing all of that in a traditional GUI, right, just Uh, Clicking a few buttons here and there is actually really complicated and hard to do (laughs) So we found that language as we as we played with it as we built lots of different tools to try to solve the scheduling problem really was what people consistently came back to and Trusted as the interface that was going to help them manage their schedules and you know help them uh, Interface with people that they were scheduling with in a way that felt high integrity comprehensive and smart so we kind of took that language interface as the the first commitment that we wanted to make to our users in in this workflow. And then we needed to work backwards to, okay, how do we provide an excellent language interface to scheduling that people can trust, that's going to be almost perfect in its accuracy, right? That's going to really take care of people to the standard that we're holding. And It became clear quite quickly, as it probably intuitively is to you guys, that AI and bots out there today are not yet smart enough to be able to manage a language conversation that complex and that important um, automatically. Right? It just wasn't going to work. And so the thing that we decided to build instead was something we call human in the loop, which basically means that when we have an algorithmic prediction that the system has made about what it is that we should do next, right? Oh, Clara thinks that these times are available on your calendar. We think that we should uh, say, We're sorry, you're not feeling well and need to reschedule. You know, we kind of are predicting these things um, the way a machine would, but instead of just sending those things, we are taking the extra step when we're not positive that we're saying the right thing to put it in front of a human, right? A human who works out of our software, who works with our machine predictions. um, And you can think of them kind of like a super powered executive assistant because they're working with our software so that they can be very fast, very speedy, very accurate with the work they're doing. And they can protect your user experience so that every time anybody interacts with Clara, yourself, your candidate, et cetera, they're getting just the best in class possible Coordination experience; they're, they, you know that they're going to be well taken care of.
0: Right, right. And so, um, Clara learns as, the, as the uh, assistant or the human interacts um, on your behalf. Clara then learns uh, from that.
1: Yes, and that's a good insight. And I'm, I'm glad that you pointed it up, which is uh, pointed it out, which is at the beginning you know, it was just humans. (laughs) And in fact, the first humans doing the interview scheduling and all all the scheduling for our customers were myself and my co-founder, right? We were literally just sitting in email and calendar being assistants for our customers, which as you can imagine, doesn't scale. Um, And so, contractors, then we started to build a lot of this into software, we started to build really specific tools. uh, And over time, as we got to be a part of this conversation, For, you know, on so many hundreds of thousands of occasions, we started to get quite good at being able to automate a significant portion of the work going on uh, and protect and design very intentionally the entire experience that somebody has when they're interacting with Clara. And so now we learn from everything going on in the system and actually become more and more automated uh, the more and more scheduling we do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, there are a lot of uh, recruiting leaders and recruiters who will be glad to hear that you actually got your hands dirty with the problem and felt the pain, um, you know, before or as you were, um, you were developing the solution because it it is, um, I think, you know, scheduling um, at its, at, at, at one, you know, at some level is the same across the board, whether it's an interview or a meeting, but uh, there are some nuances to interviews that may or may not be unique, but we'll get into that complexity in a minute. What? So how, it's probably not a fair question to say how much of your solution is automated. Um, it, is your goal to uh, ultimately automate all of it to sort of take those humans out of the loop or is that not a goal? Is that will you always have humans overseeing this?
1: That's a that's a really great question, um, and you're you're picking up on so many of these insights so quickly. I love it. Uh, so we believe in human in a loop as a really good way to protect the user experience for the long term. We also believe that we would like for Clara in our system to learn how to have all kinds of different conversations in the recruiting space. Um, to be able to be more and more assistive and intelligent at more steps of you know, the candidate journey, the HR, um, the HR life cycle. And so for us, when we think as a company, we are very much committed to human in the loop and see it as a core competency of ours in how we think about developing software. Because to your point, you need deep empathy for what it is that you need to be building and you need to hold a really high standard for the user experience before you just like noodle around just trying to automate things. Um, I think as far as the scheduling conversation itself is concerned, we really do think about leverage. How many things can a human reliably be a part of? Uh, you know, how, how can we really super scale their own experience or, or ability to do this work well? So... We do expect to keep to keep the human in the loop in the long term, though the nature of how often they need to be in the loop on different parts of the system will change. Yeah, um, that's it's it's
0: ironic at some level, but uh, that's probably your biggest differentiator is um, you know having that oversight, especially at this stage. Most most practitioners, you know, are. Uh, in the research that I've done and the engagement with them on an ongoing basis, they, they all look at interview scheduling as an area where they can um, take a lot of administrative burden out of the process, save a lot of time, a lot of money, repurpose uh, their humans to, to play more Consultative and/or strategic roles in the process, um, but they're not really certain that the technology is there just yet. And they're um, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I, and that's the beautiful thing about it is, um, I think the recruiting space has a lot of correct intuition about the importance of putting the human first and the human relationship first between the recruiter and the candidate, and really wanting to be able to protect that. And so when their intuition is to look at something like scheduling and say, oh, man, I don't know if we can take the human out of the loop here. There's a lot of important work happening here, but it's obviously so tedious and expensive <laughs> for us uh, to do all of this work manually. That's a good intuition. I think the, the thing that you then want to back into is what is the solution that keeps the human in the place that they need to be so that we're really taking care of our candidates at the bar that we have uh, but that is more efficient than doing it totally manually.
0: Right, right. Now, where where does that where, where does Clara engage? Is it a chatbot or a text or email or messenger? You know, where where does that happen?
1: Great question. Uh, so we have an email alias that you'll make for us, and most people end up ch- choosing and keeping the name Clara. But you know, Clara at yourdomain.com, Clara at claralabs.com. Um, you can also name it whatever you want. We have some people who lean actually quite hard into calling it scheduler at whatever and other people who, um, you know, end up kind of affectionately referring to it as a name and, and all these things. Yeah. And you CC us like you would with any recruiting coordinator or with any executive assistant. You CC us in the email and we take over the scheduling back and forth from that point. Um, And I I should mention, that's what we do early in the process. Later down in the process, a lot of what we've been able to do in the recruiting use case is take all the technology that we've built that scan availability, that scan calendars, that connect to conference room systems, that think about all of your preferences about who you want to have in different interview panels and suggest automatically to you as the recruiter what kinds of panels are going to be available so you don't have to do all of that scraping and all of that work, but you get to be the person who has the oversight at the end of the day to say, yes, this is the panel that I want. Okay. And so all of that actually comes out through you.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good segue um, back to the the actual hiring topic. Um, what Right now, uh, what, what kind of hiring is Clara best suited for? Is there a, a volume or an industry or both or, you know, how... You know, how would you frame uh, the right environment for Clara?
1: Yeah, we've found that there are a lot of different contexts where people really need us. Anybody who is actively hiring, um, be it a startup who's going through a phase of life where they're just hiring like crazy and they're really admin strapped to a staffing agency where obviously their constant responsibility is to hiring goals that are pretty pretty rigid, and even then to much larger recruiting teams where, as you can imagine, the on-panel scheduling itself, multi-office, crazy conference room systems, uh, you know, WebEx preference for this hiring manager versus this phone number for this other hiring manager, et cetera, really is, is quite tedious on its own. Um, So we've been proudly, over the course of the past year in particular, working on integrations with Greenhouse, with Lever, with Coderpad for technical interviews, with Zoom, with Microsoft 365, and G Suite, uh, and, and a slew of others, so that we could take care of a big range of size company. Because the core of what Clara needs to be able to do, regardless of the size of the company, is the same. And a lot of the reason we've been able to actually focus on on companies of this number of sizes is because in each case, we're really coming at it from the recruiting angle. Right. We're not, we're not everything for everyone. We're really optimizing for recruiters at different sizes and scales.
0: Yeah. You, you've hit on some really key points around, you mentioned panels earlier and resources and Uh, the different, you know, media that might be used. And even a lot of those things happen within one day of interviewing, um, for example. And so, I mean, the complexity of scheduling is often largely underestimated. Um, You know, so there's, there there are a lot of solutions that could handle like a one-to-one interview. Like if I'm just scheduling a one-to-one phone screen interview. But those panels and sort of the series interviews, those um, those complicate things. And uh, have you, you know, run into those more complicated use cases in your life so far? Yeah.
1: No, that's a great point. And I think even um, I'll go one step further and say, uh, being able to reschedule when things need to be rescheduled, (laughs) making sure sure that you're sending meeting confirmation emails with all of the little details in advance. So that you know that somebody's not going to forget, a candidate isn't going to forget You accidentally no show on you. Um, so it, it really is about thinking about every piece of that candidate journey from the beginning, from that one-on-one perhaps with a, with a recruiter, through to how you can elegantly hand off to the hiring manager and accommodate their preferences and their schedule to thinking about how you can, again, elegantly hand off to and uh, be prepared for the panel interview. So as opposed to thinking about a solution which may be more generically for scheduling, right, but not really for recruiting, we've focused on recruiting so that we can understand and elegantly design for each of the turns of that process so you don't end up with like six tools related to scheduling each for different parts of your candidate pipeline.
0: Right. 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 And then, you know, back to those humans in those environments where, um, you know, I I wonder when I talk to some recruiting leaders while they articulate there's complexity, it's usually the schedulers, the assistants who really understand the complexity more yeah. so than the folks, you know, making a decision on this technology. So those humans that you engage help the system get smarter. So I, uh, you know, this, this, uh, category, this, you know, in the last year, this emergence of focus on scheduling, um, has been driven more by the customers than it has, um, you know, the fact that it can be automated. Whereas in a lot of other areas in recruiting, and I think in general, it's like almost like a chicken and egg conversation. Are we, are we doing this because the customer sees the need or because now we have the capability to do it and we're proving the need but this is definitely customer driven. Um, It's an area that's just been um, underserved um, because we haven't had these capabilities so that it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it in this way. So you've alluded to some of your future in this conversation, but you know, more specifically where, you know, where do you see the product going? Um, You know, whether it's your roadmap or your vision or a little of both, um as you take clara um over the next you know year or so
1: yeah so one of the really important decisions that we made after spending a lot of time just developing the core technology was deciding exactly what customer we wanted to really commit to serving and in our case that meant deciding that recruiting is the use case that that we feel the most compelled by and the most committed to um, we hold a really high bar for how how well the product works and so for us choosing recruiting was about choosing the what what we see as the center of a company right choosing choosing recruiting choosing hr is about saying we're going to help everybody in the company courtney engineers salespeople, recruiters right executives Clara is going to be, uh, a, you know, a helping equip those folks at the center of these teams and trying to make these teams more productive and successful. Um, so, for us, focusing on the recruiting landscape, focusing on the recruiter and their pain and their needs uh, within a, a broader HR lens is is a big deal. So. A big thing that we're focusing on is integrations and it feels like we're shipping new integrations like every couple of weeks these days. Um, We just announced an integration with CoderPad to make technical interviews easier to schedule. Uh, We're working on additional applicant tracking systems, but really helping uh, make the onboarding process for recruiters as simple as possible. And making sure that they have all of those tools that they're already depending on that they can just add straight to the Clara system uh, with, no, with no problem to them so that we can help them get up and get going as quickly as possible. Cool.
0: So how um, What one question I ask everybody, um, which uh, can be. Uh, you can take this, you know, specifically around uh, interviewing and, and re, you know, recruiting scheduling, or you can think of it at a, at a more broad level, uh, totally up to you. But how do you see HR and the recruiting function or role changing over the next few years? Um, and, and how do you see technology uh, playing a part in enabling the, those changes?
1: Great question. Uh, I think we're in a really interesting time in this landscape and that recruiters are coming into so much data access and they're just going to get more and more data. I think making sure that we are being thoughtful about knowing how to use that data to run more efficient and effective processes for sourcing, for accounting for diversity goals, uh, and for everything along the candidate journey is, is really critical. So how do we turn all of this You know, data fodder into really valuable insights that improve the candidate experience and that improve the recruiter's ability to to recruit their teams. I think, specifically, uh, more than anything, we'll want to protect that the recruiters, really first and foremost, should be investing in getting to know the candidates that they're talking to, that they should be really thoughtful about how to make sure to take care of them, about how to you know, make sure that they're well communicating what the job opportunity is, what the role might look like, um, and, and really be the front line of taking care of them. We are big believers that human relationships are the core of, of the recruiting uh, responsibility, and that you, you really can't and shouldn't cut corners when it comes to getting to know someone. So you know, in our, uh, in our world, we're emphatic about talking to our customers all the time. We see ourselves as being perpetually in customer development mode, uh, perpetually talking to candidates, trying to understand how to make sure that we keep that relationship and that human connection at the center of everything, even as all of the, you know, all of these data opportunities come online, all of this automation opportunity comes online um, because we see that as, as the core.
0: Right. Right. Well, that all makes good sense. I, I, I have so many uh, questions uh, about the product and, you know, drilling into how you're automating things, but we, I don't have time for those questions. (laughs) So, um, and, which is great because it means we can have you back to, uh, to drill in a little more to this topic. Um, But for, you know, I've got, I'll give you the opportunity to have some last words. Um, You know, where can people find out more about Clara? Where can they find, uh, you and, uh, you know, anything coming up, any play, Any opportunities coming up to uh, get to learn more about Clara?
1: Yeah, I think if, if you're just, you know, interested superficially, please do check out our website. It's claralabs.com. Uh, we have a Twitter that we've been, you know, very happy and happy and active on. It's also at claralabs.com, or excuse me, at claralabs.com. Um, on Twitter. I think, to my point earlier, we genuinely talk to our customers and prospective customers all the time. We talk to candidates all the time. It's a big part of what I see my responsibility as, as the CEO of the company. Um, And it's very much where our whole team's head is at. Uh, So if you want to send me a note, thoughts, fears, enthusiasms about what it would mean for scheduling to become something that Clara Labs is responsible for, largely on your team. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email personally. It's Marin M-A-R-A-N, at claralabs.com. Um, and I will, I will genuinely respond. So if you, uh, if you have questions, thoughts, wanna, wanna get to know more, um, I can respond, or our team will respond. We would love to know, you know what, what you might want the future of our roadmap to look like and uh, how, how you might encourage us to talk about ourselves Uh, differently. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so
0: much for uh, sharing part of your day with everyone and telling us more about Clara Labs.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, I hope everybody found that as interesting as I did. I want to thank you all for spending some time with us today on HR Market Watch. And thanks again to Marin Nelson from Clara Labs. They're at Clara Labs, that's C-L-A-R-A-Labs.com. Now, if you'd like to hear more HR Market Watch, just go to hrwins.com or hrmarketwatch.com, and you'll find everything there. Now, if you'd like to be a guest on HR Market Watch... Just shoot me an email to George at hrmw. That's H R M like market W like watch at hrwins.com, and we'll start the conversation there. Once again, thanks everybody. Talk to you next time.